Hey friends, welcome back to Real Life Marriage, where I'm your host, Candace Mummert. And on a great day, my husband, Aaron, joins me as the co-host. Whether I'm sharing tidbits and encouragement or interviewing people brave enough to share what goes on behind closed doors in their marriage, it's all for the goal of strengthening marriages. We're glad you joined us as we unpack the good, the bad, and everything in between when it comes to real life marriage. Hey everyone, welcome back to Real Life Marriage. We are wrapping up a series that has become quite lengthy, not that we expected, but we are wrapping up our series on spiritual leadership. And if you haven't already, go back a couple of episodes. We did a round table with four guys sharing about spiritual leadership and what it looks like in their lives. That's right. And now we're bringing the ladies. The wives of those men are around the table today, and we are going to speak from the women's side of submitting to that spiritual leadership. So Aaron and I kind of kicked it off in the last episode talking about what does it mean to submit to our husbands? Uh, How do we do that well? We defined the word submit because it can be kind of a yucky word sometimes, but it it doesn't have to be. And kicked things off with a bunch of scripture, which I'm sure we will bring back up today. But today you get to hear from three lovely ladies, dear friends of mine who have lots of wisdom to share. And I'm excited to hear what they have to say. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hear the uh, other half after spending time with the men around yeah. the table to hear the ladies and, and their point and That's their perspective. Right. So I'm going to let you guys introduce yourselves. Uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself so everybody knows kind of where you're coming from, what your perspective is, and that sort of thing. Chelsea, kick it off. Hi, I'm Chelsea Reedland. Uh You probably heard my husband, Mark Reedland on the other podcast. We've been married for almost 15 years. Um, we have six children, soon to be six. We have one on the way through adoption. Uh, so they age um, seven years old to 21 years old. Ooh. And we both run a nonprofit called Hope for Worth where we um, help inspire churches to get involved in the orphan care crisis here in the United States. That's awesome. Very cool. So if you would like a teenager in your home... <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plug. I can find you one. <laughs> Love it. Cool. Okay. Right. I'm laughing because we were in a group together not long ago and Chelsea would always show me photos. Would you like a child? I'm like, thank you. <laughs> right. There's 51 children on target to age out in our area this year. Wow. <sighs> okay, so that's another podcast. That's <laughs> <to> spiritual leadership. <laughs> Free advertisement. Glad I have a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm Tara Klingenberg. I am married to Jeremy Klingenberg, who was on the podcast, and we both go to uh, Irish Church. We're a part of Irish Church, and I work on staff in our first impressions department. So that's working with all of our incredible leaders who just make church happen, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a six-month-year-old named Chloe Shea and a two-and-a-half-year-old named Ray Evie, and they're Larger than life, so life's busy, but life's great, so yes, that's me. And how long have you been in America? Uh, going on five years now. I'm going on six years now. Awesome. So, yeah. She's got that fabulous Australian mm-hmm. accent. I haven't lost it yet. Although I, I am losing some things. Really? I talked to mom, she's like, Tara, you just said this differently. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm changing. <laughs> All right. How long have you been married? Uh, six years. 
Mm -hmm. Nice. All right, I'm Kayla, and my husband is Corey, and we have been married for 20 years, so I didn't realize we were the, the old fogies yeah. at the table. That just seems really crazy. Yeah. Um, so 20 years, we got married really young. Um, we have a 17-year-old son that just graduated from high school and a 16-year-old daughter and a 13-year-old daughter. And we homeschool, and so I've, I've not worked out of the house in 18 years, so I can't imagine what that would feel like at this point. But Yeah. Um, just like the other ladies, just loving life, loving marriage, and just um, excited to be here and share what, what experiences God's blessed us with. Awesome. Okay, so I'm going to jump right in on the first question, which is what does spiritual leadership look like to you, or how would you define it um, from the wife's perspective? Anybody? Okay. I was thinking about this. I think, Aaron, you might have touched on this on a previous episode uh, in Joshua where it says, as for me, my house, we will serve the Lord. Mm -hmm. And that got me thinking about growing up for me, that was exactly what it looked like. So my dad was all about that verse, regardless of what we as kids wanted to do. He was like, as for me, my house, we will serve the Lord. So Sunday morning would roll around. And as teenagers, a lot of the time we would be like, we don't want to go to church. We want to stay home. We want to do whatever we want to do. Um, but he would always bring it back to that point of, as for me and my house, we will serve the mm -hmm. Lord. Um, if you're under my roof, this is what we do. Um, and so that's what we did. And really, I believe that's the foundation of my life. The reason why I'm who I am today is because dad was so solid in the spiritual leadership of our home. And now to watch that through my husband as well mm -hmm. has been such a big blessing. Now, obviously, I'm not fighting him. I'm like, do I have to go to church? <laughs> <laughs> Um, now we're, you know, raising little ones who we get to set that foundation for. And Jeremy's all about the house of God, which I love, love to watch him lead our family in that way. But yeah, I guess spiritual leadership would be pointing us, first of all, the husband of the house, having that desire to know and love the Lord. And the second for his family to do the same, to point us and direct us in that way, um, whether that looks like reading the word or prayer or worship or taking us to the house of the Lord, as in church, um, for him to set that example first and then to, to take us along the journey is the way I kind of envision spiritual leadership. Well, I was doing some fancy research at 10 o'clock last night in my <laughs> spare time. I think Mark said the same thing. <laughs> he did? I haven't listened to his. Oh. <laughs> Can we delete that? <laughs> no, that's perfect. Great minds think alike, the household. What research did you find, Chelsea? Okay, so I was researching spiritual leadership in my free time last night as I was going to sleep, and I came across this quote from Bill Lawrence. Do y'all know who Bill Lawrence is? Remind me. I have no idea. I just was wondering oh. if y'all know. Oh. <laughs> it had me fooled there. I just want to give credit. I didn't come up with this quote. Mr. Bill did Okay, it says, leadership is the act of influence, influencing and serving others about Christ's interest in their lives so they accomplish God's purpose for and through them. And to me, I've never read a quote that summed it up so well, because it's about serving them, one, influencing them, which is what our husbands want to do and what we want to do, mm -hmm. you know, for our children. For Christ's interest, not ours. I think mm -hmm. so many times when we think of leadership, it's like, what do we want our kids to do? Or what do we want our spouse to do for our interest? Because we want to look like, um, you know, there's that 
part of the Bible that talks about, you know, for a man to be an elder, he has to, his family has to go to church, his kids have to be well behaved, and, you know, his wife is, you know, a blessing to the city. And so sometimes when I think, when you think with spiritual leadership, it's looking like this is what I want my wife and my kids to do so that our family looks good. Mm. But really, it's not about that. It's about what is Christ's interest in their life. So I think amazing spiritual leadership is when our husbands say, what is Christ's interest in my wife's life? Because when she is serving the Lord, that's when the God's going to get the most glory out of my home. So it doesn't matter if we're doing a family devotional every single night. It's what is God's purpose for their life, and that's what I want to encourage. Mm, and so that. that's going to look different in each household, mm-hmm. which I know we're getting to um, in another question, so I'll save it, of you know, how that's hard sometimes because sometimes we have a different idea of what that leadership looks like and what you feel like your home should mm-hmm. look like based off of mm-hmm. how you were raised or what you thought a Christian family should look like. So I just thought that was really good. Like if you're... As our husbands and us as wives, if we're constantly, um, when we're thinking about leadership as it's influencing and serving so that God's purpose is filled out in their life, I think that puts a whole different spin on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Kayla, you want to add anything? Yeah. If I, just to add to what the other two ladies have said, for me personally, I, it's it's a good place to check my heart mm-hmm. and where my heart is because if my heart is... Um, not tender towards the Lord, it's really hard for me to submit to my husband because that's such a, my flesh will fight that, right? Mm. And so I have to be really, on a personal level, I have to be really mindful to make sure that my heart is soft and tender towards the Lord. If I'm not in a good place of spending time with the Lord, if I'm not just being still before him, it makes it virtually impossible for me to submit to my husband. Okay. That's already so much to unpack. But yeah. our next question is, what is the hardest part about being submitted to your husband? And this one's tricky because yes. every woman that is here at the table and every woman that is listening is coming from different experiences and expectations and is in a marriage that looks different. Mm-hmm. There, You know, there's so many parts, but... For you, what is the hardest part about being submitted to your husband? Okay, I'll just go there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I know this is the question that most women want to have answered. Yes. How do you submit to a, to a man that's not seeking the Lord, that's not leading my family in a way right. that's pleasing to the Lord? And obviously being married for 20 years, we've had seasons where that wasn't the case in our home. And yeah. so um, I can speak to that a little bit. The Bible isn't, it, it doesn't say submit to your husband's if. It doesn't say submit to your husband's when. when. Mm-hmm. The Bible says women submit to your husbands as is fitting to the Lord. And so that's something that we have to remember when times get hard, whenever we see them walking in disobedience, whenever we see them living in the flesh, whatever, you know, you can fill in the blank. Um, but from experience, I can say those times were still more peaceful and I was walking in obedience when I was still submitting in those times. Mm-hmm. Now, Obviously, we would have a caveat if there were an abusive situation sure. going on. So I, I just want to speak to that, too, that that I know that that's out there. But I can say from experience that heart change came from my husband whenever I was still in a place of being submissive mm-hmm. to him, yeah. even whenever he didn't deserve it, right? when he didn't earn it. that It doesn't matter. Yeah. So um, I can speak to that. 
so Kayla, I love when you said that I'm going to totally mess up your words already, but that you were still obedient in those times. And that is when there was still good change in your husband's heart. You said it way better than I said it, but I think that's so important for women to hear and that it's not what you did that helped to change your husband or heal his heart or turn his heart back to the Lord or whatever it is. It wasn't what you did. It wasn't what you said. It wasn't you making it happen, but you stayed obedient to the Lord, which then the Lord was able to do his work. Would you say that's true? Yes, absolutely. Because what happens whenever, whenever you're in obedience and your 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 eyes are focused on in on God and His plan for marriage. It takes my focus off of my husband yeah. and what he is or isn't doing right or yeah. what he's maybe doing wrong. So it takes that opportunity away to complain and to nag mm-hmm. and that that sort of thing, and just keeps your focus on the Lord, which is where it should yeah. be, and being obedient to Him. And 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 when we do that, things just start to fall into place. Yeah, He has that structure in place for a reason, and when right. we submit to that. Mm-hmm. then things begin to fall into place. And you even said um, a moment ago that there, in those times, even with the turmoil, when you stayed focused and obedient to the Lord, there was more peace yes. in your home. Even though you yes. wouldn't say those were the most peaceful times, there was peace. And I, that's because where do we get the peace from? Mm-hmm. Not from fixing or changing our husbands, but from being focused and with the Lord. Yes, and so that's so good. Yeah, absolutely. You Like that whole, you just nuggeted it. <laughs> Chelsea and Tara, what would you like to add? Yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, we're really only accountable to God for our actions. We're not accountable for our husband's actions. And so he's accountable to the Lord, and there's peace in that. Mm -hmm. And um, so I think when we try to control, as most women, Mm -hmm. ideally, or not ideally, if, you know, I am, are control freaks. And we want to control our husbands. We want to fix our husbands. We're helpers. We're fixers. But that's not our job. That's the Lord's job. Right. And so I have seen in my marriage where I had become nagging and wanted my husband to do something, and it did not work. Like, that, the Lord did not honor that. And there was times where I didn't mention things at all to him that I wanted to see changed, and I just went to the Lord and prayed to the Lord. I didn't tell him, oh, I'm praying for you. <laughs> <laughs> that backhanded way. Yeah, the <laughs> Lord's going to change you. I just did it with my relationship with the Lord, and the Lord took care of it. And so he got the glory, not mm. me. Did. Mm. I'm not the super wife. I'm not the fixer. The Lord is. And so we're only accountable for our own actions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Mm. Makes me think about my grandparents, my grandmother, um, both still living. She's been a Christian and really set the foundation for our whole family. Um, So she's been a Christian her whole life, but my grandfather still is not. And so watching their marriage has Mm. been incredible to watch. And she is just such an amazing example. Um, But exactly like what you were talking about, she is constantly going to the Lord, doesn't pull back, constantly just serving Him, praying for Him, not saying, the Lord's going to get you or anything like that. She's just staying committed to what she knows the call of God is on her life. Um, And our prayer is still that, you know, like the word says, none will perish, but my prayer is that He'll still come to to know the Lord. But anyway, it's very cool to think about just that we are uh, ultimately accountable to the Lord and we just need to stay faithful to that, which I love that thought. Um, what I was thinking though, for me personally, the hardest thing when I first got married was the thought of, and it was a wrong mindset, but I thought I was losing my independence. Mm. I, especially as an Australian 
the, the culture is so different in Australia. Australians are raised like everyone's for themselves. Um, chivalry is not really a big thing there. And the first guy that opened the car door for me in my whole life was Jeremy. And so it's a sweet Texas boy. Right. But I didn't look at it as a sweet Texas boy. I was like, (laughs) I allowed him to do it, but I was like, in my mind, I can open my own door. Like, why are you doing this? And I know now, like, that's a beautiful thing. Please keep opening my door. (laughs) (laughs) But like, we would go to restaurants and he would go and be the first one there and open the door and hold it for me and hold it for my sisters or my mom. And uh, my dad would be kind of the last one wandering in and not because he didn't honor or respect us. It's just not a part of the culture. Yeah. Um, so when we first got married and this sort of thing started happening, I was butting heads. We were butting heads quite a lot because I felt like I was having to kind of lay down my, uh, I guess, my input to things or my, um, I thought the, the Lord's raised me to be like a a smart woman I'm like a leader as well like why do I have to not have no say which is totally not the truth or not Jeremy's approach um but it was just a wrong mindset for me thinking that I had to to lose something when really I was gaining something I was gaining a teammate yes. yeah. I was gaining mm-hmm. someone who was on my side and together we had an opportunity to approach life stronger than we could ever could by ourselves. but that still for me is probably the hardest thing just going back to that mindset of like we're on the same team. Mm-hmm. We are, you know, in this together. It's not me versus him. It's we're, you know, we're locked arms together. And so it's funny to think about. <laughs> yeah, I, I can relate to that, not because I came from another culture, but because I'm, I'm a born leader mm-hmm. and I like to make decisions and I like to move things forward. And so I've had to figure out how to still be me and use my gift set, but not make it so that it smushes my husband. You know what I mean? So speak to how do you think, what are the tools that you used or the ways that you successfully walked through that and did learn how to be a team and not you just feel like you were surrendering? Mm. I think still, it's still a journey for sure. Sure. Um, The biggest thing is prayer, of course, praying for a husband, for the leader and him to rise up to be uh, the best version of of himself. But then um, I think it's okay as well to work as a team and for me to have the understanding of um, he's not going to lead in the way that I want him to lead all the time. Like I'm a little bit like Chelsea. Everything has a box. I'm a list-orientated person. If I were to create the spiritual leadership in our home, it would look like this and uh, we would be able to check it off once we completed it for the day. Yeah, That sort of thing. Whereas Jeremy is much more on the creative and um, emotional side, whereas I'm much more of the structural side. And so I've learned to pray that the, the leader in him would rise up, but then I need to learn to sit back and allow those prayers to come into fruition. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I've done that, for example, we do uh, family devotional on Friday mornings because we're both off on Fridays. Um, and it was what I realized was it's okay for me to bring that idea. Hey, how about we do this on Friday mornings? Cause maybe he wouldn't have naturally structured that into our day. Yeah. Um, but then once Friday morning hits for him to be able to say, Hey guys, it's time for us to get together. He'll grab Ray. He'll grab the Bible. He'll choose where we're reading. He'll, um, sit Ray in his lap. He'll take ownership of that moment, even though I'm the one who maybe structured it during our day. So we still work together. Um, but me allow him to lead and not just say, Hey, Jeremy, come sit down. We're about to do our reading for the day. And yeah, cause naturally I could have done that. So yeah. <laughs> I've done it well. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, so what I love, um, hearing in that and maybe an encouragement to the listeners, to the wives out there, 
as a man, um, if if your man is is hardened heart or he's he's stiff necked or whatever that, whatever how you would describe him, um, if you have two choices, your chisel and your hammer to nag at him, or God's chisel and God's hammer, from a man's perspective, I fear God coming after me and changing my heart versus my wife. Yeah, so like, right. understand that power in your prayer and yeah. the power in submitting to that. And Kayla said it to that structure. If you align to that structure, but your husband's outside that structure, then he's going to feel the, the the wrath, or ultimately he's responsible to the Lord. You're talking about the biblical structure. Yes, the like biblical the, of the, the structure. God set for marriage. Yeah. yeah. So as as a man, man, if, if your wife is quietly praying in the closet for you to have heart change, you need to watch out. The Lord is going to yeah, change you. You right. know. So, anyways, that I just would encourage the listeners on that. Yeah. That, that is. From a man's perspective, I, I fear the Lord's mm, yeah. chisel and hammer. And going back to what Chelsea said, you know, we're fixers, we're doers, we're helpers. And so sometimes sitting in the closet and praying, we don't feel like we're doing enough. And it's hard. We have to fight our flesh and just yeah. wait on the Lord yeah. through yes. our prayers. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's hard. And sometimes it's years. I mean, I, I have a friend that I'm thinking of right now in my mind who desperately prays on her face for her husband Mm. to know God daily and has for years and years and years. And she believes that the Lord has given her a vision that it will come, but she's still waiting years, you know? Um, but she is following the structure again. Like Kayla said, she submits to him. She loves him. She gives him the space. She doesn't force anything on him, but she is on her face praying for him. Mm. So the waiting can be really hard. And make us feel like we're not doing enough. Yeah, sometimes sitting and waiting is more powerful than doing and scheduling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which I feel really good that I'm amongst other schedulers. (laughs) (laughs) Because that was one of the things that was the hardest for me. Like, I had this vision that Christian families, like, we go to bed at the same time and we hold hands and we lay hands on each (laughs) other and we pray and then we snuggle and then sometimes, you know, more yeah. snuggle, but other times you just go to sleep. Yeah. And then you wake up and you eat breakfast together and you like vision out your day. I've seen that Hallmark movie. Ah! Yeah. Yeah. It's, I know. That yeah. was supposed to be my wife. And yeah. yeah, we do daily devotionals. We all sit together at church. Yeah. My husband baptizes all my children. I mean, I, I had some big <laughs> standards for my man. And. It didn't always happen like that. And not that my husband and I don't pray together and not that we right. don't pray with our children, but putting like those expectations right. were very harmful on my marriage because he did not have those expectations. He thought, well, we're just going to love the Lord and our kids are going to see us love the Lord and we're going to love people and our kids are going to love people with us. But I'm like, but if they don't know the Bible, they're not going to know Jesus. They're going to burn in hell. <laughs> spiraling out of control. And he's like, just chill. Like we love the Lord. We love people. And like our kids are going to see that. And so teaching them those disciplines is healthy. And I think I've brought more spiritual disciplines into him and he's brought more freedom into Mm, me. That's That's good. good. That's good. That's been a a good mix in our marriage. And just as a little tag on that, I do think it's really important for us to check our expectations because Mm. uh, we can feel like we're not doing enough or not Christian enough or not spiritual enough or all those terrible things 
things that we can put on ourselves that keep us from just the basis of knowing the Lord and seeking the Lord because we expect that, oh my gosh, if we don't do devotional together this many times a week, we're not doing, or if we're not right. praying for this long together every day, we're not doing enough. Or if we're, and, and that, that's so not, that's not what Jesus is about. That's not what spiritual leadership is about. Mm-hmm. And, and I have learned too, we're 20 years in that, there's seasons too, you know, there's seasons where things look more like you expect them to look. And then there's seasons where it totally doesn't look the way you thought it would look, but that doesn't mean it's bad or wrong or has to be fixed. There's just, there's times when the devotionals come easier or the reading together comes easier or the, and, and as long as we're seeking the Lord and, and checking ourselves with the Lord, we're doing okay. We're, Mm -hmm. we're, we're taking the first step at least. Right. Yeah. So, okay. So going forward then, the next question is, what is the best part of being submitted to your husband's leadership? I think it's just watching him lead. Mm. Like when we give the, when we do do that behind the scenes praying and uh, we sit back and we watch them step out and lead, it's such a fulfilling thing as a wife Mm -hmm. um, just to see that, just to say, instead of being the nag, instead of like, because we've all probably tried the other approach of like trying to fit them into the box or mm-hmm. nag them into doing, mother them into doing something. But when we do take the opposite approach, like we've just talked about, and pray and then sit back and watch the Lord lead, like it's amazing to, I don't know, it's exciting and it makes it fun. It makes it think, yes, he is an incredible man, um, an incredible leader, incredible father, and we have the privilege of doing this together. But when I don't try and take over, it's just a beautiful and exciting thing, and it's a um, a great partnership. Another layer of falling in love, yes. right? Yeah, like you're falling in love with him in a different way or a deeper way or what? Like there, you go, oh, that's yes. my man. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's happened a lot recently, especially you know, the more kids you have, I feel like you get to see another layer mm-hmm. of seeing their leadership um both as a father but just yeah them falling more in love with the lord because you desperately need the lord more children that you have i'm sure you guys can speak to that (laughs) just wait yeah (laughs) she's got Um, a teenager just for you yes (laughs) um but yeah just to see them you know just step up and step into all that the lord has for them is cool thing to watch and if I could just speak to the ladies that don't see that in their husbands yet that Mm -hmm. haven't had those moments of seeing them step into that leadership don't 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 turn the episode off don't stop listening don't feel like I'm never gonna have that or listen to listen to our our moments and Mm -hmm. our stories um as hope Mm. that there is room, that God is still working, and that if if you are staying focused on the Lord and what he's doing in you and how you can better love and submit to your husband, mm. that there is hope yes. and that there is time and that God is still working. So please don't get discouraged by this, but only find hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my gosh, gather your friends, gather the ladies and pray together for your husbands. You know, Mm -hmm. you don't have to be alone in a closet. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, gather your prayer warriors and pray together too. So just, just, I just want you to find hope in this and not discouragement if you haven't had those moments Mm -hmm. um, of, of loving your husband through his leadership. What else? What are some of the other best parts? 
I think just the freedom that comes in that. Yeah. I mean, not having to control, not having to mother another adult. Adult. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, because mothering adults is hard. Yeah. Um, but I think sometimes we, and you even hear women say, oh, I have, you know, three kids and, and this oldest kid talking yeah. about their husband. And sometimes you can feel like that. And um, we went through a season where I felt like, I feel like I'm your mom. Like I'm constantly saying no or yes to finances or to stuff that you want to buy. And whenever you really release that to the Lord and you're not mothering, there's so much freedom in that. Mm-hmm. And it does. I love what you said, Tara. Like you get to really fall in love with your husband because it's yeah. not your credit. You know, people be like, yeah, I trained him. Good. And you're taking the credit for that. And and really that's, there's no freedom in that. There's right. control and manipulation yeah. and it's like it's your project. And that's not marriage. Right. Marriage is love and teamwork and partnership. Yep. So just the freedom that you get to love your husband and that he submitted to the Lord um, is just really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to control another person in your life. You yeah. can just let the Lord do it. Yeah. Yeah. There's for... For me, I agree with the the love aspect and the freedom aspect, but also there's a level of protection that comes mm-hmm. that I have good. find a lot of peace in. Yeah, mm-hmm. and just knowing that if my husband, if I'm willing to submit to his authority, even if it's something that I might not agree with, mm-hmm. um, if I submit to that, there's always an extra level of protection that comes and peace that comes through that time that is unexpected. I never expect it to be there. But as a woman, I love feeling protected yeah. and provided for. And that just brings about security in our home. And and if you look back in, in, in the Bible, most of the time, women made quite a few mistakes. And especially when they were trying to take over in situations. And so yeah. I think that God gives us those examples for a reason. Yeah. To protect us from making those same mistakes over again. Mm-hmm. And so there's just an, an extra level of peace that comes. Um, whenever I submit to to what he's he's asking for, yeah, mm. awesome, awesome. Okay, so then the last question is: In what ways are you still growing in how you submit to your husband or follow his leadership? I've got it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> you've checked that box. Checked it. Good. No, not really. Um. I was thinking about that last night, um, you know, when I was preparing. <laughs> and I uh, wrote down just being selfless and leading with compassion. Um, that's something I think I'll continually work on is just putting his needs first. Yeah. Um, not my needs. You know, what is the Lord wanting to do in our marriage? Not what am I wanting to do in our marriage? And just leading out of compassion. And so I read this is, I don't even know who this quote is from. Not Bill Lawrence, whoever that is. Thank you, Bill. (laughs) But um, I thought this was so good. It says, spiritual leadership is led by compassion. Jesus is the compassion champion. He lets compassion mess up his plans. This is really important. uh, Frustrate his followers and throw his work-life balance out of whack. He set his own needs aside to minister to others, not because he had to, but because his compassion made him want to. And so being able to submit to our husbands, not because it's in the Bible and we have to, but because our compassion for first the Lord and second for our husband makes us want to, changes the whole perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just always resetting and doing like a mind check of, of why am I wanting this? Why am I even praying for this to happen? 
Um, why am I angry that I, you know, maybe he wants to do it this way and I want to do it a different way. Just being led by selfless compassion is something that I'm probably will always be working on. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, I was thinking about, I mentioned earlier, I go to High Ridge Church and the lead pastor there, his name is Pastor Jeff Klingenberg. And whenever he marries someone, he um, talks about submission as submit, uh, support the mission, support the mission. Mm. And so I was thinking about that with this question and I feel like that's the biggest thing that I want to grow in is the support. When Jeremy makes a decision or when Jeremy leads us in a direction that maybe I wouldn't have chose for myself or for our family, uh, for me to get behind him 100% and to feel, for him to feel like I'm his cheerleader, for him to feel like um, I have his back and that I'm going to support him no matter what call he makes. Um, not that, not to say that I, he doesn't allow me to speak into decisions, but when he does make that call for me just to be like, I'm on board. Um, yeah. cause I haven't always done that very well. And that goes back to that whole idea of me feeling like I need my independence and, mm-hmm. but for me just to be like, okay, babe, you've made that decision and I'm on board with it. It made me think about recently. I came to him with an idea, you know, with whole, this whole COVID-19 situation going on and I came to him and I asked him, hey, babe, I'd love to give uh, significantly to this particular um, opportunity. Um, and Jeremy said, I don't feel like we should give in that way to this. Not saying that he's not generous because he's very generous. Oh, yeah. But for this particular avenue, he didn't want to give. And for me, inside me, I wanted to be like, because I was really excited about it. I was like, this is a great opportunity. And um, like, I didn't think he would say no because I thought, why would he say no to a giving opportunity? And um, so when he did, I really had to catch myself to be like, don't say anything, go back. And I had to, had to take it to the Lord. I'm like, all right, Lord, thank you that he's, he sees this from a different perspective and I can get behind him. Um, and it was a really great learning lesson for me. Just another refresher of just like, he's the leader of our home and I don't have to know the reasons why he doesn't want us to take it down the avenue, but he's he- I have to trust that he's hearing from the Lord. Because um, oftentimes in the past, I felt like I had to have an explanation for a decision if it was different to mine. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like, that's not the reality. I just need to trust that he is seeking the Lord, that he's hearing the Lord on our behalf. Um, and I don't always have to know all the answers. I just have to support the mission. Um, and later, oftentimes the Lord will reveal it to me. Do like, right. oh, that's why we didn't go that way and thank you, Lord, he was right, or this is yeah. a good decision. Um, so, yeah, I guess support would be the biggest thing for me. You're totally preaching to me because that's absolutely where I need to continue to, I'm sure it's not the only place, but absolutely. And I mean, everything you just said, because I, I'm a communication person, mm. so I like the whys and help me understand and, well, where are you coming from on that? And not because I even necessarily disagree But just because I'm an information junkie with communication Mm -hmm. and understanding. And so we've learned some tools to work through that where I will literally say, I'm not questioning you, but I do have questions. Mm -hmm. But I think we just had a disagreement yesterday, (laughs) a significant disagreement yesterday. Ruined date night last night. Ruined date date night night last night. night. (laughs) We kissed and made up this morning. But that is speaking to me of figuring out and that's where we landed last night is, okay, why? Why did this is not a big deal? Why did we so miss each other on this? Mm. And it came down to, I think, both of us feeling a bit either not heard or attacked because we were coming from two different perspectives, which mm. is 
our life. Like we just think I'm a creative brain, a musician, and he's an engineer. Like we just process differently, you know, and we know that, but all of that to say you completely just spoke to my heart and the mm. the Lord is showing me how I can do better mm. in in submitting to Aaron by just getting behind him and not always needing the explanation mm. which makes me which is kind hard. of want to spit because yes. it's not, it's not what my flesh wants yes. but it's hard. you know it, it's absolutely something that I'm going to pray into and work on mm. so well and we thank you. you for that yeah that's good. So I can call you Tara. Yeah. Pray, pray hard. <laughs> I'm oh, biting my tongue. <laughs> uh, Kayla, what do you have? I'm I'm trying to learn to be more gracious mm. in those situations where, and be a safe place so that the mistakes can be made, yeah. and it's okay that mistakes are made. So, if Corey makes a decision or leads us in a way that. And it doesn't turn out the way yeah. that he thought it was going to turn out, or maybe it wasn't in the right direction. I want to be a safe place for him to make those mistakes yeah. and not keep the That's records really of wrongs mm, and good. not point out all of the, the the heartache that came because of that. And that's just something that I've really had to work hard on because... I like to keep records, and, and that's not good either. So yeah. just being more gracious and giving him the space to make mistakes. And when the mistakes are made... Just continuing to love him and encourage him and build him back up so that he'll just get right back on the horse and keep trying. Yeah. That's really good. That, I mean, that's a, I think we haven't talked about that maybe at all in this whole series, but um, man, being submitted to our husbands allows us to be a safe place for them yeah. to grow and to try and to succeed and to fail and to get back mm-hmm. up and that's beautiful. Mm. From a, so allow me to pull the man's perspective from each one of those freedom, um, loving more and protection. In, in my mind, um, someone said marriage is not a project, but it's a mission. This family unit, um, the, the man is leading under the Lord's leadership, but it's supposed to, I picture us going into this jungle and it's like, okay, well, which way are we going to find water? Husband, it's your job. And so as he's trying to hack through this jungle to create freedom and protection for his family who's following him, a distracting wife saying, I, think, I don't know if this is right. I don't know if this is I right. I think we should have turned there. Or are you sure? You said it was only a quarter of a click, but we're three clicks in. Where's the water? Instead, a cheerleader mm-hmm. back there supporting and growing and then ultimately making the wrong turn in the decision and being gracious saying hey that's okay all right you made the best decision we follow you we're with you well let's regroup and and turn around and we'll try the other direction and that just that helps the leader there's enough burdens and weight on the shoulders it's hard to get turned i don't want to pull away from the energy and extra burden to from the family right. or from the wife or from the kids and getting pulled. And that just that destroys the leadership. It destroys the desire to lead yeah. mm-hmm. um, instead of feeling a team and be a servanthood leadership, not just a demanding leader, but a servanthood. I'm, I, I submit myself to the Lord um, and then 
I'm a servant the way Jesus is, was, was a servant to the church. Mm. You know, he led the church. He was the head of the church. Yeah. So, anyway, so just that, as each one of you ladies described that, that's what I pictured in the jungle and, mm. and supporting the leader as he's chopping and dangerously trying to create protection, freedom, and loving the journey, not just getting through it. Yeah. Good. It's a great place to wrap. Okay. Is there yeah. anything else that you ladies would like to share or um, bring up that you feel like we may have missed or just that the Lord has put on your heart before we wrap up this episode? I just say trust the process. Mm. God's got it there for a reason. The structure is there for a reason. And if you just, even though you don't understand it, you may not have had it modeled for you yeah. previously. It's going to, your flesh, it's not going to feel good in your flesh. Yeah. Just trust the process. That's good. Good words. Mm. Yeah. No, I would just say I love that the whole idea of grace. Just as wives, we're on a journey and the Lord is continually working with us and we're continually getting refined and stepping into the women that uh, the Lord's called us to, but so is our husband. And for us to give him grace with every part of that journey and to not be the one to hold him accountable, that's not our job, not mm-hmm. to one to, to remind him of his mistakes, but to be to be gracious the whole way. And I love the idea of the cheerleader, something that I want to keep working on. Just like, it's okay, babe. Don't worry. We, we tripped up one time. Yeah. Let's keep going. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Yeah. I loved what you said um, about that. Cause so many times we feel like we're being submissive on the outside, but our heart is not. And we're like, Oh, well, you know, you made the decision. You're the leader. I support you. But if it fails, it's on you. Mm. And so I think I'm sure that puts so much burden on the husband because I know with Mark, I mean, he is like a um, researcher and he wants to know everything before he makes the right decision. And so if he finally makes a decision and maybe it's the wrong decision. He's already got enough guilt yeah. on himself without yeah. me saying, told you we should have picked my way, you yeah. know? And so that, that, picture that you gave of in the jungle, I think really tied in with all that because they're, you know, y'all are, you're working for us. You're trying to protect us and to be able to say, well, I thought the water was that way and I'm really thirsty, (laughs) (laughs) but that's okay. Like, let's go this way and we'll figure it out together. Um, so just the grace for them and to be that place where they know, like they can step out in faith and hear the Lord, and even if they missed it just a tiny bit, that they can get back on. Because I think if they don't feel safe to step out in faith, they never will. Right. Mm-hmm. And we want our husbands to step out in faith yes. on our behalf. And yes. we want to yes. be there when it all goes amazing, and we want to be there when it all goes south. South. Yeah. Um, even the day we were kind of in the trenches, surprising, I know with six children, um, some from foster care, and he said, this is what I want to talk about when we're mentoring young married couples. Like, not who do you love having fun with, of course that, but like, who do you want to be in the trenches with Mm -hmm. and figuring out what do we do with this situation? Yeah. And so letting those mistakes happen, I think is a really beautiful part of marriage. Yeah. You guys, as you were all talking and summarizing, I, I had this picture in my mind that, you know, this whole series has been about leadership and submitting to that leadership. But really, going back to the structure that Kayla keeps talking about, it is that we are side-by-side partners and a team, which we've all talked about, the partnership and the team. And so, yes, God has appointed our husbands to be in the leadership and us to submit to their leadership, 
but he's brought us together as partners. And so when we submit to them, we are then stepping beside them and saying, we're in this together, Mm. not saying, okay, you lead and I hope it goes well. Right. And so it brings Mm. us back to that healthy partnership where we are seeking the Lord. We are in the trenches. We are on a mission for the Lord with, with Mm. our marriage. And so that's what we are seeking in that leadership and submission is being a fabulous, strong partner where we support one another and we grow one another and we pray for one another and we go at it together. Mm. Yeah. And with that, thank you ladies so much for joining us this morning and spending some of your time with us. Uh, I will obviously be listening back because I have things that I need to be working on and praying into, but um, we just hope that this blesses all of you as you've listened. Please don't hesitate to comment with questions or send them to me in another way. We want to just continue to strengthen marriages, and we know that we can't hit it all in one episode or even one series, but we hope that it starts the conversation. And um, again, thank you, ladies, for being a part of it today. Thank you for having having us. Thanks for listening today. If you enjoyed the podcast, please take a minute to leave a review and share it with a friend to be part of strengthening marriages. Until next time, be sure you're loving on relationships.